You Can Mentor is a podcast about the power of building relationships with kids from hard places in the name of Jesus. Every episode will help you overcome common mentoring obstacles and give you the confidence you need to invest in the lives of others. You Can Mentor. Welcome to the You Can Mentor podcast. Zach Garza here with my good friend, Miss Beth Winter. Beth, say hi. Hey. Beth, what's going on with you? Give us a little update on life. Well, um, just cooking a lot, you know, just got back in my house, back yeah. in my kitchen. So So why don't you tell the people at home what happened to your kitchen? <laughs> um, about three months ago, we found out our kitchen was just riddled with mold. So... <laughs> <laughs> and then rats came into the picture, and then roaches came it's, into the picture. I mean, it's just been it like was, World War Three over yeah, there. Yeah, it was Armageddon over there. So, so you were like cooking all of your meals on the microwave. Yeah, in the living room. <laughs> <laughs> so we're back. We we've got Beth here. She is feeling nourished and yes. feeling very cookie yeah. today. <laughs> oh yeah, I had salmon last night for dinner. So Ooh, sounds uh, sounds. Lo- Good. <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> All right. Well, today we're talking about vision, mission, values, and priority outcomes. We're still on our leading and building and starting a mentoring organization. So if you have started a mentoring org or want to start one, this is the podcast for you. And we're just going to kind of talk about what what we do here at the nonprofit that we're involved with and why vision is important, why mission is important, why all of these things matter. So, Beth, tell us about those things. Which one do you want me to start with? Well, just kind of talk about just like a general, here's why these things are good. Okay. Well, I think all of them are good because really in any job, like I've talked to a lot of millennials who get into a job and they think, this is the this is the passions I have. This is what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. And then they burn out. And it's because if you don't have a vision or like a something to anchor you to why you're doing what you're doing, eventually like all the perks and things will just become monotonous and it won't matter to you anymore. But if you're anchored to something greater and you're looking forward to the future and you can like kind of take hold of this is why I'm showing up and doing this every day, it's going to keep you there. It's going to keep you going. So vision is the anchor. Yeah, for sure. I I kind of like to paint this picture <clears throat> of, you know, going on a vacation. All of us as a kid, I hope, went on a family vacation or two. And what's what's the first thing you need to know when you're going on a vacation? Where are you going? Where you're going. Where you're going. And where you're going dictates everything else. Mm. It dictates what kind of transportation you're going to have. It dictates what you're going to pack. It dictates who you're going to invite, mm-hmm. like all of these things matter when it comes to deciding and figuring out what your ultimate goal is. Yeah. And that is what vision is. You know, it is talking about the future. It's talking about where you're going. It is long-term, right? Mm. And so like for us, it is to fill the potential of every young man in Lake Highlands growing up without a father. Mm-hmm. That is our vision statement. Mm-hmm. Like that is, hey, in a perfect world, Every kid would have a father at home teaching them how to be a man of God. That isn't happening, and that is the issue, and 
we're laser focused on that. Yeah. And this is the thing about vision is you can't just talk about vision once, Mm -hmm. but you have to talk about it over and over and over and over. So, so I guess we're going to start off talking about vision. Sounds great. (laughs) So like, tell us how we do vision here and tell us what that looks like talking about it again Mm -hmm. and again Mm -hmm. and again. Yeah. I remember when, when I started, I think it was like the first day of our training we just talked about vision the whole time and I'm a really practical person. And so there's a part of me that's like, all right, we got that. Let's move on to how do I do my job? But the longer I've been here, the more I've seen that is the most important part of the job is having the vision of why you're coming here, what we're doing. And so for us, we, we, we really talk about it every day. Like it's, it's plastered all over our walls. It's on our t-shirts. Whenever we have conversations with our staff in prayer, it's, it's brought up in everything that we do. Even just like in the community in the last week or so, I've had people ask me, okay, what's the future of Forerunner going to look like? Are y'all going to add girls? Are you going to expand outside of the Lake Highlands community? And if we didn't have this vision of knowing this is what we're called to, it would be really easy to get off track and kind of detour and be like, oh, yeah, maybe we should go this way. And so like with your driving or your vacation analogy, it would be really easy for us to end up, you know, in Tulsa when we were trying to go to Toledo or something. I don't even know where Toledo yes, is. Yes, Tulsa-Toledo <laughs> analogy. That's a good one. I understand. But, but really, like we, we talk about it all the time because I don't, I don't remember the day that I memorized why we do what we do here, mm-hmm. our vision. But I do. I know it. And it comes out in everything that we do. So. Yeah. I was talking to someone a couple months ago, and we were talking about um, me stepping down as executive director and trying to find a new guy or girl or woman, excuse me. And one thing that they said was one of the most important things is they have to have to be able to promote vision. Mm. They have to be able to keep vision at the forefront. Yeah. Now, I think one thing that we need to specify is you don't have to come up with the vision. Right. So like... There's people like me, you know, that's my number one strength is uh, futuristic. So mm-hmm. I'm all about vision. I'm all about the future. It's pretty easy for me to come up with a vision. However, not all people are like that. Yeah, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay for someone to take someone else's vision. Yeah. So so you don't have to, as a leader, you don't necessarily have to come up with a vision, but you do have to prioritize it. You do have to make sure that you are promoting mm-hmm. it. And kind of like what Beth said, like we... It's literally all over our offices. Mm -hmm. It's on our t-shirts. Like you can't go anywhere where we're at without seeing our vision. And so like fulfilling the potential of every young man in Lake Highlands where we serve growing up without a father figure, Mm. like our job is done when that's done. Right. So if your vision isn't complete, you've still got work to do. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that is vision. It's talking about the future. It's talking about where you're going. It's super important. Someone once said, you you aren't talking about the vision enough if people aren't making fun of how often you talk about it. Yeah. It's like whenever they start to mock you, that's when you know that you're onto something good. Yeah. So next up, let's talk about mission. So if the vision is talking about the future, it's talking about where you're going. The mission is what you do to make that vision happen. It's It's the how are you going to get there. So for us, our vision is to fulfill the potential of every young man in Lake Highlands growing up without a father figure at home. Our mission is by providing mentoring, programming, and family support in the name of Jesus. Mm. So we have the where we're going, and we have the how we're going to make that happen. Yeah. So talk to us about mission and, and how that kind of plays a part in, in y- your job. 
Well, this kind of comes into where I think my strengths enter the room because I'm a doer. And so if you can just tell me, like, sell me the story, let me capture, let me let me see what you're painting. I'll be able to come in and be like, all right, this is how we're going to do it. Like, yeah. we can get this done. And so, which I think that's really cool that, like, I think the Lord sets up orgs for success to have okay, here's this kind of person. We need one of them. This is their strengths. And then we also need this kind of person who's the executor kind mm-hmm. of person. So Yeah, which like that's why, for those of you guys who don't know, we're super big on Gallup Strength Finders. Mm-hmm. We're really big on the Enneagram, Culture Index, Myers-Briggs. I kind of feel like we have a ton of them. Yeah. But all of those give a little bit of insight into how a person is wired, what their personality is like, how they deal with providing a solution to different kinds of issues. And creating a team is a lot like creating a sports team. Mm. For those of you guys who know how to play the game of the game of game of basketball, if you've got a bunch of if you've got a bunch of centers out there, well, your team's not going to be very good. Just right. like if you have a have have a bunch of point guards out there, your team won't be good. Mm-hmm. Playing football, you can't have eleven offensive linemen because different people need to execute different parts of the game, the yeah. strategy. Mm-hmm. And so that's like, for me, I'm all about vision, but I know that because I'm all about vision, I'm not the best executor. So I surrounded myself with people like you, Beth, who do execute. Mm-hmm. So I can dream it, I can create the vision, but then the mission part is up to my executors. Mm-hmm. So I love that. Like I, I love that the Lord has created teams in such a way that we really do need each other. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So going, going from our mission there's a book it's mm-hmm. called vision drift i don't know who the author is but it's an awesome book about how good quality nonprofits have over the years gone away from their vision mm-hmm. and gone away from from how or the why they were founded right like yeah. the institutions like that used to back in the 50s back in the 60s used to be all about promoting christ mm-hmm. now they have drifted into just providing services, mm. right? So for us, one thing that we've learned, a way to help vision drift from happening to um, make sure that we are aligned with God's call for us is to focus in on priority outcomes. Mm. So can you just kind of share with the people what is a priority outcome and why is it important? Yeah, our well, a priority outcome are... I think it should probably be less than like five things so that it's really focused, really clear. These are the things that if everyone that we serve in our program has these things, we've succeeded. And so it's like the win. What is the win? This is what we're aiming for. This is a bucket. Mm-hmm. So for us at Forerunner Mentoring, we've come up with kind of three things that we want to serve our families with. So every aspect of our program, we want to empower your son to meet his potential in three areas, relationships, education, and identity. Yeah. So like... Why I love priority outcomes is just to make it super simple. Mm-hmm. If it's not, if it doesn't have to do with this list, we're not doing it. Right. So it's like, there are a thousand great things out there. Yeah. People have come up to us over the last, you know, couple of years. Hey, Zach, you need to start a food bank. You need to start providing, you know, winter coats. You mm. need to start a sports league. You need to do all of these awesome things. And I continuously say, hey, look, those are great things. But that's not our call. Yeah. Our call is to fulfill potential through relationships, education, and identity. Mm -hmm. If it doesn't have to do with those things, then someone else can go and do it. Yeah. Because we are 
super passionate about relationships, but there's someone out there who's just as passionate about building relationship yeah. through sports, mm-hmm. or there's someone out there who's just as passionate about, you know, providing food. And so instead of us trying to do everything, let's find someone who like that area is their heartbeat and mm-hmm. let's encourage them and let's spur them on and let's partner with them yeah. as they do their call. And so priority outcomes, the wins, the end goals, it's uh we can put this up on our wall, which this these are up on our wall. Yeah. And it's like whenever we're in a meeting mm-hmm. and we're like, hey, how about we do this? Mm. We can point to that poster and say, does it have to do with relationships? Does it have to do with education? Does it have to do with identity? If the answer is no, we don't even have to talk about it. Yeah. Because it's not our job. Yeah. It's someone else's job. Now we can go connect, we can go partner, we can go support, but we don't have to do it. Yeah. And I think why I love priority outcomes is it kind of it kind of is a boundary. Like Mm -hmm. that's not our weight to carry. Right. That's not our call. Hey, I don't need to do everything for our kids. God has provided us with a community and with people who can help. Mm -hmm. And so I just love these. Like priority outcomes. It is for our own good. Mm -hmm. It keeps us uh, focused. It keeps us doing what we're passionate about. And ultimately, it really helps us stay in the call that God has for us. Mm -hmm. So why don't you go through these and just kind of explain them out. Explain relationships, what we mean by that, education and identity. Yeah, so like going back to our mission, our end goals go into our mission. And so... In our mentoring, we want there to be relationships, education, identity. In our programming, we want that. In our family support, we want that. So relationships, the things that we're looking for is how can we help this kid, this mom, our people build a relationship with Jesus, with mentors, with their peers, and with their family. We want them to be healthy relationships, positive relationships. And so we're not checking that off of, oh, that's a win, unless it's like, this is a good thing. This is a good relationship. Education. So this one is, I think, one where you can really get in over your head really quick if you don't have clear vision on what this means. And so for us, what we mean by education is we provide homework help through tutoring, literacy enrichment, life skills, just basic life skills, and biblical knowledge. Um, And then identity, we focus on building character as a man of God, self-awareness, growth mindset, and vision for his future story. Yeah. So like these, I mean, this plays a part in everything we do. Mm-hmm. It plays a part in our curriculum, plays yeah. a part in what we talk about, it plays mm-hmm. a part in what we celebrate. I mean, they are they are vital. Yeah. So taking it back, like the vision, going back to the story about going on vacation. Vacation. Okay, we're going to Toledo. Toledo. <laughs> <laughs> so the vision is the destination. Like, mm-hmm. hey, we are going to Toledo. Like Toledo's awesome. I don't know what's there, but it sounds great. That's where we're going. The mission is the how we're going to get there. Mm-hmm. We're going to go to Toledo and we're going to fly, mm. right? And yeah. this is how we're going to get there. Yeah. And then the priority outcomes, that's kind of like, hey, this is what we're going to pack. Mm. Like we're going to pack only these things because these are the most important things that I need to yeah. take on the plane to get to Toledo. It's good. Right? Yeah. Man, I hope that makes sense. It, I'm tracking. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> and then I think the last thing, Beth, which... In my in my opinion, I mean, I think the vision is extremely. I mean, all of these are so important, but values. Yeah. I mean, values is the who's going with you, mm. and what kind of people are yeah. they? It's the like, hey, we can go to Toledo, we can go on a plane, and I can pack everything that I need. But if I'm not going with people who like Toledo or who want to be there with me, yeah. and who don't 
know why we're going there mm-hmm. and who don't believe in it, yeah, it's going to not be fun. And it's ultimately going to be a pretty bad trip. Yeah. So, so that is values. What we say is core values are behavioral traits that are inherent in an organization. These are the heart of everything we do. Mm-hmm. And this plays a ton into hiring. Yeah. And it plays a ton into culture because we all know that culture is everything. Yeah. Culture eats strategy for breakfast. That's a saying by some guy who is probably smarter than me. But <laughs> it's like you can have the best plans, you can have the best vision, you can have the best everything. But if your culture stinks and if people don't want to work with you, yeah. and if people don't like who they work with, ultimately it's not going to matter. Yeah. Because you've got to have a culture that people like to be a part of mm-hmm. and that people like to work in. And if people don't like coming to work, they're not going to serve well. And yeah. so your values play a ton into who you bring on to your team. I say, and currently we're hiring a couple people. Mm-hmm. It's like, these are the things that you can't teach. It's like either you care about it or you don't. So whenever we're filling out job applications, whenever we're having job interviews, we're asking very specific questions to to gauge where they're at in these different values. Yeah. And so, so yeah, so... Here are our values here at Forerunner Mentoring Program. And like these are just things that we kind of found ourselves saying a lot. Mm. And they're, I mean, what I love about all of these things is they're all organic. So mm-hmm. your vision can change a little bit. Your mission can change a little bit. Your priority outcomes can change some. So can all of our values. Obviously, you don't want to change them too often. Yeah. But like, like for us, our current thing is it's every young man, every young man in Lake Highlands. Mm-hmm. Like that's our current vision. Yeah. It, back in 2015, it was every young man who goes to this school in Lake Highlands. Mm. So as we've kind of started to grow, like yeah, things have changed. But one thing that we just found ourselves saying all the time that we put on a t-shirt, that is our number one core, core value is relationships change lives. So why don't you just, just kind of talk about that and why that matters here in Try to paint a picture of what that tangibly looks like as you work for or volunteer or are a part of our family here at Forerunner. Mm. Yeah. I mean, relationships have to be above everything else here. And, you know, with if you're a tutor or a volunteer and you're coming in, it's not just about providing a service and checking that off and feeling good. It's like, wow, I had a conversation with a kid today who really needed to have a conversation, and I was there for him, for our families, for the kids that we serve. We don't just want to be somebody who provides a product for them or a service to them. We want to be somebody that they know and who they feel known by, because we just believe that through the relationships we build here, that is how Jesus is going to change a life, because Jesus uses us as vessels for his love to be made known in the world. And so for us, Relationships has to be at the center because Jesus has to be at the center and that's where he shows up in our world. Yeah. Through relationships. And like for for us specifically, it's it's like it's intentionality. Mm-hmm. It's like this kid, obviously he's having a hard day. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be intentional and go ask him about it. And I know it's gonna be messy. I mm-hmm. know it might not end well, but yeah. I don't care because Yeah. Might be awkward. But we've got to enter into their world. Yeah. And that's our second piece is like, hey, be intentional about entering into their world. Yeah. You can talk about what they had for lunch. You can talk about sports. You can talk about this and that. All of all of that's good. But if the Lord opens up a door to talk about the deeper things, we take advantage of that mm-hmm. because we're trying to get at the heart. And it's like we are, we are respectful. Like we build relationships because you do that through kindness mm-hmm. and through showing up. And like we don't run away from conflict. Like we, yeah. we run towards the gunfire. 
Which that one's really big for being on staff too. Oh, it's real big. Yeah. Especially for me because <laughs> you guys can't tell I'm like a conflict machine. I love it. And I'll force you to enter into conflict with me because I've got this strange sense of I can tell when people aren't happy mm. and I'm not afraid to be like, hey, what's going on? Mm -hmm. And two of us have had this conversation. It's true. <laughs> We've had a lot of those. Relationships change lives. Why I do that, like why I go into your office mm -hmm. and I have these hard talks with you. Maybe it's me because I spoke too soon. Maybe it's me because I was not kind enough. I mean, most of the time it's on me, but I am, I'm doing that because I care about you. Yeah. And because you're more than just a, you know, director of programs, like mm -hmm. you're a person and our kids are people. And this is the thing about your values is this doesn't just, it's, it's not just about the kids. Yeah. Like I don't just build relationships with the kids or with the moms. I build relationships with my staff, with mm -hmm. everyone. Yeah. With our donors, with yeah. our supporters, with our, like people The principals, matter. the people teachers. matter. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that's relationships change lives. So when you sign up to work for us, you better care about people. And if you don't, you're not gonna yeah. last long. I mean, it is, it is just that simple. And so yeah. that's our first one. The second one is always be growing. Why don't you kind of share what that looks like? And yeah. Yeah. So always be growing for us is just the ability to walk in humility of knowing that you, you never are at the end of your learning journey. And so we really value reflecting on ourselves and as an organization, how can we improve? Where are we weak? What can we do to get better? We read a lot of books. We do a lot of trainings. We have a lot of discussions so much that I think even people in my life have been like, y'all are like always on something over there. Like you're always reading a new book. You're always on some new hype train of like really implementing something. But it's just because we really do value that the Lord is always ready to teach us something if we are always ready to come to him and learn. Yeah. And I think what's so cool about your values is if these are important to you as a leader, you find time for it. Yeah. So every um, staff meeting, we have a staff meeting every Monday that lasts about an hour. Mm -hmm. But the last 30 minutes of that is as the leader, I'm, I'm teaching something. So yeah. whether it's an article, whether it's, hey, listen to this podcast before you come to the meeting and we're going to talk about it, whether it's a book, whether it's reflecting upon something that happened this past week, like we are intentional about always be growing and I'm making time for it. Relationships change lives. Mm -hmm. I think one of the best things we did over the last couple of years is we have a staff dinner. Yeah. Every month, everyone who's involved with us as a part-time or full-time staff, they come over to my house for dinner. And yeah, we we might talk about work here and there, but it's about building relationships and it's helped. It, oh yeah. It's helped build trust. And yeah. so as a leader, you you have to make time for this. Yeah. Um, trust the process. Third one. Why don't you talk about that and just kind of what that looks like here? Yeah. Trust the process. This one's really hard for me <laughs> because I want to know where we're going. But this is like, we are, we are called to do our job and let the Lord do his job. And so we pray that we can just learn to trust him and we have faith that he will come through in his perfect timing. But in the meantime, we're just going to trust the Lord with the results of our ministry. We're going to pray. We're going to do what we can on our end of heaven and our responsibilities here. But we're not going to come at this like it's our job to fix people. We, we lean on the Holy Spirit. We lean on the Lord to do what only he can do. Yeah. I think so often, and why why this is a value is because it is extremely difficult for me because I want to A plus B equals C, and that's not how relationships work. That's right. not how mentoring works. It's my, in my flesh, I want to fix a kid. 
Mm-hmm. And we all know that doesn't go well. Right. But it's like, and the, this happens often. If you work with the kinds of kids that we work with, there's going to be heartache. Mm-hmm. You're going to pour into a kid and you're going to fall in love with a kid and you're going to w- wake up one day and he's going to move mm-hmm. and not tell you. Yeah. He's going to get into a fight. He's going to make a bad decision. He's going to say something that's extremely hurtful to you. Mm-hmm. But we can't focus on circumstances. We can't focus on their actions. We have to trust the process. Yeah. And the process is don't quit, show up, build up, love God, trust him and stay in the game. Mm-hmm. And eventually we believe that we have faith that God's going to move. Yeah. So yeah. fourth one, culture of honor. Let's talk about that. This one's so big for staffing, especially because it's like, it's like you said, it's not really something you can teach. I think it's something you can grow and develop, but basically culture of honor is just having integrity in all, everything that we do. It's a place where everybody is respected and that we view each other with just positivity and encouragement. We're building each other up, whether the person is in the room or out of the room, everything we do is honoring to yes. them. No gossip. Yeah. No complaining. Yeah. I don't care if you're complaining about the food that we brought in, the coffee's cold, no complaining. Mm. We're not bringing any of that stuff in because we're all about honor. We're going to honor our space. We're going to honor our volunteers. We're going to honor our donors. We're going to honor our staff. We're going to honor our kids. We're going to honor our family. Yeah. The kids doing a hundred things wrong and one thing right. We're going to honor that one thing. Yep. And we do not talk bad about anyone. We are not sarcastic. Mm-hmm. I would prefer to be the godly guy than the funny guy a hundred times over. And we give grace, a ton of grace, Yeah. which leads us into our next one, which is believe the best, which got to give credit where credit is due. I stole from Will Dow, Suzanne Wallace and the team at Behind Every Door. So I love this. They, here's, here's how serious they take this phrase. They have a, they have a gymnasium mm-hmm. and they painted it yeah. like 30 feet wide. I believe the best on the wall of their gym. Mm. So believe the best. Why don't you talk about that? This is just giving people the benefit of a doubt, not taking things personally, not assuming the worst. And so if somebody says something that seems a little off, not jumping to the conclusion of like, wow, that guy, you know, it's, oh, like maybe something went wrong in their morning and I'm just going to know their character and know that this is just an off day for them. So giving people grace, letting people have the ability to have a bad day without it ruining what you think of them. Yeah. It's like if I come into the office and I don't say hi, because that happens because I'm pretty focused on my work. Me too. (laughs) (laughs) Beth and I are very similar in that way, but. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) But people can view that like, oh my gosh, did I do something wrong? Yeah. Are they mad at me? Yeah. Or you can believe the best. Maybe he had a hard day. Maybe, maybe he, his kid was sick last night. Maybe he gotten, gotten to it with a spouse or with a friend. Maybe they're not feeling well. I mean, there's a thousand things that could yeah. be the issue. And this helps me view people in the best light. It helps me not hold a grudge. Mm-hmm. It helps me be able to work together and participate a- as a team. Yeah. Cause, and you know, if I get my feelings hurt, I'm a, I'm a sensitive guy. <laughs> I get my feelings hurt. I can go to Beth and say, Hey Beth, I could be off here. Mm-hmm. But you walked past me this morning and didn't say, hi, is everything cool with us? Mm-hmm. And that gives her the opportunity to speak for herself. Oh, yeah. Zach, I'm so sorry. Or, yeah, Zach, there is. Whenever you cut me off in that meeting, that, mm-hmm. you know? And so mm-hmm. that kind of goes back to the dealing with conflict. But Yeah, which but, yeah. all of these do tie together right. too. So, right. yeah. And so the last one, thankfulness, mm-hmm. <laughs> which 
it's like we're going to focus on the good, not the bad. Yep. I mean, if you want to focus on the bad, trust me, there's enough to focus in on. And this helps with attitude. This helps with perspective. This helps the joy of the Lord is my strength. Mm-hmm. I'm going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and praise. Like in his presence is fullness of joy. Mm-hmm. And it's, man, just be thankful. If, and I say this a lot, if there's 99 things going wrong and one thing going right, you fixate on that one thing going right. And tell people how this plays out. Okay. Specifically, I want to hear you share about all of our stories. Yeah. Well, whenever I started part-time, we, I don't know if the Slack channel started then. I don't know when it started, but we have this Slack channel for our staff called Stories. And it was just a place you could share a story of what you saw God doing in the program or just something you wanted to share with everybody else. And I got into this habit of intentionally, when I was having a hard day, thinking about, okay, God, show me the one thing that I could see that is like you moving in this program. And I'm going to, I'm going to share that with everyone else because I just think that it's easy, like you said, to focus on the thousand things. And there was a thousand things that went wrong every day in my classroom as a coach. But if you could just, if I could just focus on that one thing of like, okay, I had a breakthrough moment, tiny little nugget that nobody else would have even noticed unless they were paying attention and had the relationship that I have with this kid. And I'm going to focus on that and give thanks for that. And so I started sharing these stories in the channel and it just ended up becoming a huge part of our culture where every day almost there's a story posted in that channel now. And it's just, it's become a source of, we share these stories on our social media. We share these stories in our newsletters. It's been kind of like the thing where I will, even if I'm off the clock, I will click on the stories channel if I see that there's something in there because it's like, oh, what a like breath of fresh air. That's like life to my soul to see that everything we're doing matters. <laughs> well, and it goes back to what? Our vision. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, this is why I'm doing it. Right. Especially yeah. for a guy like me who I don't really hang out with the kids anymore. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm off creating strategic plans and doing a budget and fundraising and meeting with all these yeah. I don't I don't spend time with the kids. And I got into this to spend time with kids. Yeah. But if hard. I can read that story and I can see what the Lord is doing, I can be thankful and I feel a part of of something bigger. Yeah. And I can put two and two like two and two together. Oh, I, I met with this person this morning. Mm. They donated this paid the salary for the part-time coach yes. who wrote that story yes. about life change that happened in a kid. Yeah. So yeah, I think that that's big. It's just celebrate like, man, we got to celebrate what God's yeah. doing. There's power in our testimony. There is power in our testimony. You know, I was in uh, chapter four of John today. It's talking about the, um, whenever Jesus goes to the well and meets the Samaritan woman. Mm-hmm. And towards the end of that story, it talks about how she went into the town and she shared her story mm-hmm. and what happened. Many people came to believe yeah. because of her testimony. Yeah. And that's what we're doing every day. Hey, here are the stories. Here is why we're giving thanks. Here's what God is doing. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to celebrate that. Um, and we're going to appreciate God. Thank you. You're We're so grateful. Yeah. And that helps a lot with our culture as well. So we are relationships change lives, always be growing, trust the process, culture of honor, believe the best in thankfulness. And let me just kind of speak to all these. I created these values as the leader and the founder because I struggle with all of them. Mm. So why did I make relationships change lives? Because I, I, in my flesh, I put tasks over people. Wow, yeah. Why did I create always... Be growing because growing's hard mm-hmm. and I need to be reminded to do it. Yeah. Why did I create trust the process? Because I want to quit a lot. <laughs> Culture of honor. 
I am by nature the funny, sarcastic guy. Mm. And what I found is that was destroying our staff. Mm. I focus on the bad and I don't give thanks for what's good. Mm. So I put on a wall, be thankful. And I have a hard time believing the best because it's so easy to assume the worst. Yeah. And so as a leader, just know that everyone needs to believe in these, but you definitely need to. And yeah. not only do you need to put it on the wall, not only do you need to put them in our handbook, you need to live these out. Yeah. It's kind of like, I mean, these are inherent behavioral traits. And the cool thing is, you know, I handed over the executive director role to Steven. Mm -hmm. And these might change. And that's okay because Steven's a different kind of leader. But nonetheless, it's up to him to enforce what he believes are the core values and what the executive team believes are the core values. Mm. And I think that that's what's so cool is like, as the leader, as the founder, I started Relationships Change Lives. But Beth, to hear you talk about it, mm. it's like, it's nothing short of the Lord that you might care about Relationships Change Lives more than I do. Mm. And I just think that that's vision. Like the Lord gives a leader a vision. Yeah. And then in his kindness and in his grace and in his mercy, he surrounds that leader with people who can support, who can challenge, who can run alongside. Mm -hmm. And ultimately it gets to where it's not about you anymore. And yeah. that's what I love is like to see you value always be growing, to see Stephen value relationships change lives, to see all of our staff mm -hmm. like, talk about these, I'm like, man, it's, it's great. Mm -hmm. And they all point back to our vision. They all point back to having a relationship with Jesus. And yeah, well, that, I, what you said though, about you having to learn these things and it being hard for you, I think is really important because you can't just put them up on a wall and expect that that's going to change your culture. Like you have to be growing in these yourself and oh, going sure. to the Lord. So it's, it's good. As a leader, you you have to do the behavior that you want yourself to model. Right. And, that's and apologize when you don't. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I apologize a lot. But like, yeah. I mean, that is the healthy weight of being a leader. And you get to influence culture. You get to influence people in a good way or a bad way. And yeah. so it's up to you to figure out how you lead and how you can best lead and areas that you lead that aren't positive and how to adjust those because being a leader is all about being humble mm -hmm. and if you humble yourself then he will exalt you typically if you exalt yourself then he'll humble you vision mission values priority outcomes we're going to Toledo <laughs> and it's going to be awesome. We're going to, we got a way to get there. We know what to pack and we know who's going with us. Know as a leader, as you start something, as you begin to grow something, these are vital. Mm -hmm. Holler at us if you want more information. Everything we have is yours. And just know this, Beth. You can mentor. Yeah. <laughs>